Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in. It is SEC After Dark. You already know what time it is. It's time to get live. We're live on a Wednesday night here. Stephen Willis, Jeb Beecham, Jake Thomas. We got a lot to talk about. We are presented by Dead Soxy, as you can see right there. Uh, Father's Day has come and passed. We hope you got your uh, Dead Soxy socks. Um, but uh, they continue to be the number one supporter for Ole Miss NIL. So uh, you need to you know, get your socks in. I'm pulling up the read right now. But we, like I said, got a lot got a lot on the docket here. Florida apparently on a heater recruiting-wise. Uh, Dylan Riola, he is uh, transferring to Buford. We also have uh, my chicken. My chicken legs were, in fact, delicious. Nice. There you go. Um, in, in case you uh, saw that last-minute short. Um, but yeah, Father's Day is coming past. Dead Soxy has the perfect gift for any budget at any time. So whether it is as a gift or buying for yourself, Dead Soxy is excited to help you celebrate with style. Sign up for a Dead Soxy NIL membership and receive new styles every month, two months, three months, or even every six months. These socks not only comfort your feet, they give back. Over 50% of the proceeds are pumped back into Ole Miss Athletics. If a sock scription isn't your speed, ask for a Saturday 7-pack. Get, a, get seven unique designs to coordinate each of this upcoming season's seven home football games. Again, these packs give back to Old Miss Athletics as well. Visiting deadsoxy.com, that's, that's deadsoxy.com, as you can see on the screen, and stock up on your favorite socks while supporting your beloved Rebels. It's a double win. You can also get 25% off on all non-licensed styles and free shipping on all orders with the code... After dark, after dark. So, uh, we hope you had a great Father's Day. But happy Wednesday from Dead Soxy. As always, stay Soxy. Yeah, and don't forget there you have Alabama socks. They have Georgia mm-hmm. socks. They have Tennessee socks as well. Um, so go check their website, and they can. We have people from Alabama. We have Georgia fans and all that tuning in as well. So, uh, yeah. Dead Soxy can help them out as well. Absolutely. Well, we're we're coming to you live from. Uh, After Dark YouTube, the uh, Locked On Ole Miss Facebook page, the Believe in Georgia Dogs YouTube page, Tide Talk Live YouTube page. We're on Twitch. We're on the Twitter pages of the Stephen Willis and at SEC underscore after underscore dark. Join in on the chat. We're live, man. So let's talk Florida recruiting. Yeah, they're they're on a little bit of a heater, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, ever, ever since I came out with that video. That short saying, hey, mm-hmm. they're reeling a little bit. Maybe I was the good luck charm for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think honestly what had happened is they went through about a two-week period of absolute despair, mm-hmm. um, culminating with Austin Simmons decommitting and committing to Ole Miss. Um, yeah. And I think that just woke some people up, and they started to ring some bells, and they went from – the number 13 rated recruiting class up to, I think they're number two right now and nipping on Georgia's heels. 
and they're doing a fantastic job. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to win more than five games this year. That just means that the class of 2024 could be a special generational-type class for the Florida Gators and maybe will could be the one that gets them back on track. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know how much stock I would put in it in the moment. In the moment, no. But, you know, I, I think it, as long as the, the, the board of trustees or whoever's making the decision uh, down there in Gainesville on whether or not Billy Napier is the right guy for the job, I, I think having a class rated this high will – buy him at least another year, no matter how much of a disaster it is, they're going to say, okay, he's got this great class coming in. We have to see what he does with that. So who knows? DJ Lagway, Elite 11 quarterback, is, is he going to be something uh, for, for the Gators that they that they haven't had in a really long time that they could have had with Anthony Richardson but didn't? Um, is it something that – I don't know. We'll see. But I, I do think if he continues to recruit at this pace, Billy Napier will be in Gainesville for the next year or two. And yeah. I'm going to be honest, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I want him in Gainesville or if I don't want him in Gainesville. I I, I, I don't know. If I he mean, continues Ole Miss to lose, I, mean, I do want him in Gainesville. If he continues uh, to get boat raced by Vandy, I want him to have a lifetime contract. Yeah, But if he turns into Steve Spurrier, Urban Meyer, I want him out of there. Honestly, I, I, mean, I don't think that's going to – I just don't foresee that happening. They've got too far no. to go. That's a long-term deal, and I don't know if he's going to have that long to turn into Steve Spurrier. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. What you guys don't understand, Jake, Jeb, and, and Steve, is that Dan Mullen destroyed that roster. They, he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, absolutely. He foobarred it. Uh, well, think about this. Dan, Dan Mullen, in his infinite wisdom, this should have been red flag number one. Florida fans, if you're watching this, this should have been red flag number one. He cut Matt Corral for Emory Jones. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, I've seen that before because that's what happened in Tennessee. Derek Dooley destroyed the roster, and it took us years to recover. And just yeah. Arnold just now getting there, honestly. Yeah, you're, you're I think finally Florida recovered. probably recover faster than that, but – and that's what that's what I was going to say is you know if you do give him, you know if you say okay he's got a good recruiting class coming in that means you've got to let him develop them with and it's going to be their freshman year it's going to be sophomore junior year when they're really hitting their you know their potential potentially so I mean are they really going to wait three more years for that to happen I just don't know and, and the problem and is even, one class may not fix it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and even then, I mean, Tennessee has had since Dooley left, they've had terrible rosters, and they finally got to where they have NFL talent all over the place, but they don't have it in there too deep. Which right, it like exactly. they still have they still have some depth issues. Like if 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 a linebacker goes down, like they're still kind of thin at that position. Or let's say like right now they they've got Squirrel Squirrel White and um, help me out here, uh, Brew McCoy oh, as their top two. Mm -hmm is their top two receivers. They're pretty good, but like they're not the playmakers that Tillman and uh, Hyatt were. So they're still like Tennessee 10 years later is, or even 12 years later, however long it's been are still building their roster. So it's not an, it's not an easy fix. You know, Justin Hyatt what wasn't that dude his freshman year or Jalen Hyatt. He he, he 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 had that one year of being absolutely special, but he wasn't the one that was the go-to guy. That was Cedric Tillman. It was almost an accident that they found him this year. So I think 
that gives Tennessee fans some hope about Brew McCoy because Brew McCoy having to step up last year in the absence of Cedric Tillman. And then I think Squirrel White got some reps and can fill in with that because so much of this offense does. It's the same type of stuff that Ole Miss does, the same type of stuff that Arkansas used to do before they got away from it. It's all tempo, the temp- RPO. Yeah, the tempo, RPO, and all that is it can become plug and play at time from time to time, and and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree with what Stacy said well, there. To to a certain degree, yes, but yeah. I mean, if you're having to dig in the portal for for a quarter of your roster every single year, that's not really sustainable either. Like you've got to have a good mix. Well, and the portal does make it different than it was like when Tennessee went through it. We didn't have that as big advantage of being able to go out and get people in the portal. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. So I think it, it probably cuts problem, the time in half. Well, yeah, maybe that. But the biggest thing is, I don't know, this guy's got to be able to actually coach too, not just recruit. Because Tennessee did get a little better at one point under Butch Jones because he could actually recruit players, but he couldn't coach. And it just all that recruiting really amounted to nothing. Now, he wasn't recruiting elite players, but he at least was recruiting a lot better than Derek Dewey was right. and rebuilding the roster. But that's the thing. Can Billy Napier actually coach these people? And so far, we haven't seen that. But and, who knows? And, huh? and, and, and rebuilding your roster through the, uh, you know, through the portal, you know, I think Colorado just did that. So we'll see how that that does yeah. this year. Yeah. And, and you <laughs> know what? Honestly, Florida doesn't have a quarterback. They still have that problem. Do you want a guy yeah, that got ran out of Wisconsin? Yeah. I mean, I mean, last year with the number four quarterback in the NFL draft, you got boat raced by Vandy. Well, that's I don't think that's why not many people are expecting a whole lot from Florida this yeah. year. Yeah. But maybe in the future. But but the problem is if they have you know if Nipper has two bad years in a row, are they going to give him more time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, if, if he has a disaster season, the clock is ticking. Hey, I like this quote box because it makes Jeb look like Wilson from Home Improvement. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, to answer your question, Michael, uh, probably for a while, the SEC is like a little bit more arrogant about adding teams. But, um, yeah, the quarterback issue is terrible. Uh, Graham Mertz. I mean, I guess your savior, you're hoping DJ Lagway is your savior, but who knows, man? It's amazing that Florida needs a savior. Mm-hmm. How bizarre is that yeah. for somebody my age? Yeah. It's all I cyclical, mean, yeah. man. Like, this is this is like the Ray Goof era of Georgia football. Yeah, it, it, it is absolutely this is like bizarre. It's like the decade of Ray Goff and Jim Donnan. For, Chauncey, uh, now it's Florida's turn. Uh, Dave Simmons, Austin Simmons' dad, um, was on a podcast and apparently did some stuff. And Chauncey is loading up some information about that. I have not heard that interview. Um, I've heard about it, and I think I've retweeted it. Um, but I've not actually sitting down and listened to it at this point. But if there's anything um, about it, just feel free to let it know. We'll put it, we'll put it up on the screen. Well, here's the, here's the thing, Stacy. Like it's the continuity of like building a system. Like look at Kentucky basketball, like they're good, but they're not great. Like Florida could be good with heavy portal additions, but if Florida wants to return back to what Florida standards are, heavy portal additions is not the way to go. Like you can bolster 10% of your roster, 
that would be that would be fine. That'd be great. Like Alabama does it. Georgia just Georgia added six guys from the from the portal. Like adding guys from the portal is normal, but overhauling twenty five to thirty players year in and year out from the portal is not is not good. Now and now if you did it for like one year and then like reset the cycle and just started bringing in high school guys to kind of supplement these portal guys, and then so when the portal guys move on, you do have some high school guys coming in behind them. That might work, but year after year after year after year, not a chance. I don't. I don't know sustain. if I agree with you, Corey. I don't know if I agree with you. Now, I because wondering. I don't. I don't think anything can sustain it. Because all of these players that you get a high school with, you take a high school player, in a year or two, they could be gone. And it could you be, just but you just develop somebody else's player, right? And well, I, mean, I, I, I think now there's no such thing as a program anymore. Like Bear Bryant sitting up in the tower or Billy Brewer in the tower, Vince Dooley in the tower, that, that doesn't really exist anymore to where they want everybody to be fifth year seniors playing football for them. Um, no, that's, that's that, not true. That's not true either, but th- th- there's yeah, gotta be a balance between the two. Like you can't just overhaul your roster every single year, but you have to we recruit your own roster too. I we, mean, it's, we, we, that's a thing. we don't know. We don't know if that's sustainable. It's so young. It's kind of like the myth of um, they've just taken forward the myth of JUCO recruiting. Do you remember how they used to say about Bill Snyder, how his JUCO recruiting was not sustainable? Um, you have to recruit high school players. JUCO players can never win consistently. And that maybe got proven true. I don't know. But, I mean, I would, this I would be is, interested. To, I'd be interested to see the percent, like the threshold or percentages of losing versus replacing in the portal um, and then keeping guys year to year, like retention versus portal departure and portal uh, arrivals and, and just kind of see how it correlates. I think that'd be an interesting study, but you have to think that retention is probably your number one stat regardless of, of portal. But I think it's also about NIL health to be perfectly honest. You need you need um solid NIL that's to maintain your true. roster. I mean, okay, that's part yeah, of that, that's the, that's part the baseline. NIL that's part you of recruiting your to, own roster. Yeah, and if you don't have above that, you can't play in the transfer portal because you can't get the players in. So now you're recruiting low three stars that aren't NIL players mm-hmm. to fill out your roster. If you're right. playing in the transfer portal, you have a little bit of money. I don't think if you can get four and five star players, you're not playing in the transfer market very often. Right. The transfer right. portal is turned out a way to make programs like Ole Miss, like Colorado, whoever that's below, let them to be competitive on their end product recruiting with the likes of Georgia and Alabama who can just load up on five stars every year. Heck, Texas A&M can buy an all-star team. You know, yeah. And still go four and eight. And still go they, four and but, eight. <laughs> yeah. But they lose everybody to the portal mm-hmm. because Jimbo is running them off. So, I mean, they're 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 losing a ton of people. So I don't know. Like, I mean, Ole Miss is competitive, but like to get over the hump, like there's going to have to be some continuity, right? Well, I, there's there might be something this year. I don't know if they've changed the way that Ole Miss is recruiting because they're going with a lot of high school players, or is it just Mississippi has having an elite year, and it's one of those situations where they draw a line on a piece of paper, and if a player's above it, we'll take them. If they're below it, we won't. Um, yeah. And it just happens that more high school players are above that line this year. And it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see because I don't know if this is a trend or if this is a one-off. I, I think with the transfer 
portal, I, I think you're going to, it's going to fluctuate so much because like, it's just going to depend on like the, the portal is going to even out at some point right now. People are flooding the portal because it's still very young. I think eventually it'll kind of level off when, when, you know, guys get in the portal and they don't have a destination to go to. Like, let's say somebody, let's say somebody on the end of Ole Miss's roster didn't get run off, but they decided, Hey, I'm not playing enough. I'm going to jump in the portal and I'm going to go to Kentucky or I'm going to go to Georgia. I'm going to go to Auburn or somewhere. And they end up at like Idaho state, which I mean, Idaho state's a great program. Don't get me wrong, but it's not where they wanted to be. So, there's going to be some stuff there too. Right. There, it, it's it's all. This is all still very new, and NILs right. factored into it. Um, you know, you're going to have to figure out a way to balance year to year to where you're not relying on the portal every single year. Like if there's a good high school cycle, great, get them, develop them, keep them, backfill with portal guys, and keep that. See if you can get that cycle going, and I think you'll have a good mix. Well, the, the, the portal has helped out, like Steve said, smaller teams. I mean, look what Southern Miss did. I mean, they took, like, a lot of the second and third string from Ole Miss, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and loaded up on their program. And, I mean, That's a way of life at G5, exactly. yeah. Right. That's a way of life so, in G5. Like, I'm talking, right. like, as, I'm talking SEC programs, like, yeah. year to year to year, like, loading up on portal guys. I don't That's know. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Seems like – I mean, Alabama and Georgia gets those five stars, and you maybe fill one or two in with portal guys. You don't, you know, I kind of see what Steven's saying. You don't really need guys, programs like that don't need portal players unless they just need one or two. They don't have to go out and get like, you know, like 10 to 12 portal players just to fill in a roster. Ole Miss is is not far from not relying heavily on the portal. They're not far. See, the thing is with Ole Miss. And programs like that is there. Ole Miss is like trending up on like not having to rely on the portal because Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are starting to pull in some big, some bigger yeah. recruits lately, like Sunshine Perkins and the, you know the, those guys. You know you're starting to see that Mississippi State mm-hmm. pulled two four stars. Yeah, like NIL is going to change that game too, as well. So, you know, I I, I think you're going to see everybody in the conference. You know, not they're going to be probably feeding the portal more than they are eating from the portal. Which, by the way, I want to um, pat myself on the back real quick. Um, Don't dislocate your shoulder doing so. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ole Miss got a commitment from Tavares Banks out of Northridge High School in Tuscaloosa. Good player. Yeah. Four-star player. He's a top 200 player. Um, but – for weeks, we heard about how this was a Mississippi State player. You weren't even hearing Ole Miss. And then Ole Miss snuck in and got him. So I knew that there would be um, some sort of a PR retribution that would happen because of that. that. Because that's the way recruiting in the state of Mississippi works. So the next day, I put out a podcast about how Egg Bowl recruiting was dead. Mm-hmm. And um, talked about how um, Mississippi State is NIL broke and they're NIL poor. And it it was honestly a troll podcast a little bit. And I was just trying to – You only do that to Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Auburn fans know I'm excellent at tweaking (laughs) um, fan bases. So I decided for the first time to tweak Mississippi State to see what happened. I set a record yesterday for viewership and listenership. Nice. Attaboy. Attaboy. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. 
That's awesome, man. But yeah, um, so uh, we're, we're presented by. Let's let's move on. Um, you know, I, I think Florida is benefiting. So we'll see if this recruiting cycle can bolster their roster enough to where they're just filling gaps from the portal. So we are presented by BetOnline.ag as well. Uh, they continue to be the number one source for all of your sports wagering needs, whether you want to uh, bet live odds, game matchups, things like that. They have props. You can bet futures on just about anything you want to bet on. Um, I've been betting a lot of baseball lately. And Steve, I actually won on your Tigers two two, uh, two nights ago. When you told me I, not I, to. I told you I, not I bet to bet on, on the Tigers. I bet on them and I won. <laughs> I, 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 well, I you won. got lucky because the next <laughs> night they got one nothing shut out by like a 70 RA pitcher. Yeah, I, I didn't bet. I didn't bet that night. But, um, yeah. I uh, so MLB. Uh, you know, if if, if you bet on uh, Wyndham Clark, which I did, I took him at plus six fifty on Saturday to win the U.S. Open. Uh, I got paid off on that one. I didn't bet a whole lot of money, so like getting paid off means like I got twenty five bucks um, off of that, off a five dollar bet. Uh, stuff like that. Like Bet Online has it for you. So um, if if you want to join, you. You hop on the website, betonline.ag, or you can get on your mobile device. I think they, I'm pretty sure they have an app. You you get on there, put in the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get your 50% welcome bonus. So, betonline.ag, it's where the game starts. So, speaking of where the game starts, um, looks like Dylan Riola is going to be at his third high school in as many years. Um, he transferred uh, from Texas to Chandler High School in Arizona was told that he was likely going to have to serve a five-game suspension based on Arizona, uh, the Arizona High School Association, whatever they're called um, there. He was going to have to probably sit out for like uh, eligibility rules. So he decided that was probably not the best idea for him. So he's going to Buford High School in Georgia. Um, and those of you that know anything about Buford High School, it's a really strong program. The Buford Wolves, though they've produced a oh, lot. The Wolves, man, I, it yeah. feels like they missed an opportunity to be the Bandits. The Buford they, they Bandits. Were, the Buford Bandits. They, they really did. They're green mm-hmm. and gold. They're the Wolves. Man, uh, Justice Haynes came from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake. Okay. So, yep. uh, re- really threw it to Haynes. Oh, yeah, I know. He's he's in Alabama. That just doesn't seem right. Uh, but it, uh, it feels right. Yeah. So. <laughs> You have a, you have. A, I think this solidifies his commitment. Uh, I think this is good yeah. because there's some guys like KJ Bolden that's on that roster uh, that is up in the air with his recruitment. Having Dylan Riola on that roster, pumping Georgia, 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 Georgia. Wait, two five stars are on that roster. Mm-hmm. I told you, it's it's one good of the best programs. Grief! I almost wish I could go to Corky Kell. Is he going to be there? Probably. Yeah, it's it's one of the best programs in the entire state of Georgia. Yes. Um, Jay Poe Jay Poe came from there too. Yep, a lot of people came from there. I, I, I we we could spend the whole show naming people that came from Buford, but we're not going to do that. Where is Buford? Buford. It, uh. it is northeast of Atlanta. It's a northeast suburb of Atlanta. It's in Gwinnett yeah. County. Uh, if you know where the Mall of Georgia is, that's I where don't. Buford I know is. where the Brave Stadium is. Which uh, one? It's it's yeah. It's in the other. It's in the other county to the east. Okay. It's in Gwinnett County. Okay, okay, yeah. That's in Cobb County, right? Yeah. The Brave okay. State is in Cobb, yes. Mm-hmm. It's on the Cobb Fulton border, really, but it's technically in Cobb County. But uh yeah, it's uh yeah, it's in it's in Gwinnett. So yeah, he goes to the he goes to a really, really rich program, mm-hmm. which I, I wish Dylan Riola would have said, you know what, I'm going to Ware County. So he could be coached by Israel. <laughs> uh, 
for whatever reason, I, I know he doesn't coach there anymore, but like Colquitt County, I just would like to see Dylan Roll and um, Rush Popes and MTG. Oh, like news on MTV that. Show. Yeah. Jake, uh, Rush Popes got hired by Pell City. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, Pell City. In Michigan. Alabama? Yeah. yeah. Good hire. Did what he else get do you fired at another Pell's? high school at the same time? Secretly? Uh, well, not secretly, but yeah, he got fired from Valdosta. <laughs> yeah. His second high school that yeah. nobody knows about. Well, it's funny, funny thing you should say, like when he was at Hoover and he had the second family going, when, when that news broke, guess where the second family lived? Where? Pell City. Oh, okay. Full circle, baby. <laughs> so, so do you call, in that situation, is the wives like, they call them sister, are they sister wives officially? Easy. No, 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 no. He's not Mormon. <laughs> Could be. Uh, they, they, well, these, that's, that's these two a, wives probably hate each other. Yeah, that's a. That, he's not Mormon. He's a felon because that's illegal as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't officially get married until he got divorced. Oh. But he had a whole second family going. Either way, all right. Yeah. Um, Cha- Chauncey had some questions, by the way. Um, before they get off the screen, I want to put them back up if I can. Yeah, um, you can probably scroll. Yeah, you can scroll up. You can, you, like, watch this. Boom. I, that's the very first comment. Okay. Um, Austin Simmons, who um, decommitted from Florida, reclassified to the class of 2023, which is this Basically, fall. that's why Raul is there. And um, committed to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He was, compa- by the way, Austin Simmons was compared to Tua Tagovailoa. Um, by on three and not the Ole Miss hack on three, the national office. So <laughs> that's a, co- that's a company that's owned by lucky. I can just say that handle and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. Um, but dad if came you know, to Ole Miss you know. to be in the s- starting rotation in the spring. Um, he wasn't going to be able to do that at Florida. Dad wants him in baseball. From what I understand, Austin Simmons throws 97 from the left-hand side. Good Ooh. God. So he's yeah. amphibious? No, he, he's not amphibious. He's left-handed. Oh, he's fully left-handed. Yeah, and he wears number 13, and he's left-handed and plays quarterback. He may okay. have a future as an NFL and an MLB player. You don't have a lot of yeah. balls like that. Yeah, I'm, honestly, if I threw 97 from the left-hand side, like um, was it Shane McClanahan, uh, mm-hmm. there's no way I'd put on a set of shoulder pads again. <laughs> right. And... Yeah, and Chauncey, that is a huge development for the baseball team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely is. Is uh is Simmons got the got the toughness of Tua Tagovailoa? Huh. Or the fragility? I, I don't know. He, he graduated high school as a freshman. Yeah. Well, That's he was wild. seventeen years old. <laughs> no, he's seventeen now. He wasn't he's seventeen, 17 now. then. Yeah. So, so he's been graduated for two years? Yeah, he could have graduated. He's been taking college classes for two years. He's going to arrive at Ole Miss and be able to get an associate's degree. That is wild. Hmm. That is wild. Yeah. And, I don't know. and still not start over Walker Howard. Well, neither one of them is going to start this year over Jackson Dart, in my opinion. And Is, is Jackson Dart going to find the middle of the field? 
I listened to your show today, Steve. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, my middle of the field monster, Caden Priestcorn. I did that on the Locked On show today. Talked about that. I, saw, put, I, I, I heard. I saw. Yeah, put up some advanced stats showing Caden Priestcorn's work in the middle of the field up from zero to 20 yards downfield. It's like yeah. a 80, he's 80% 80 completion rate and a quarterback rating that he has about 120 average um, on the so, NFL scale there. So he, he's pretty good. So basically you got a quarterback who's scared of the middle and a quarterback that can't hit the broad side of a barn occasionally? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say that. And then you have um, Walker Howard, play, who's basically Might as well Eli. play Walker Howard. Yeah, you might as well play Walker Howard at that point. Uh, you're going to play Jackson Dart to start out with, and if they're struggling, I think they're going to go to Walker Howard. But, hey, Austin Simmons, I think, is going to make noise this year. I think everybody's going to be nervous about that, but Jackson Dart's going to make some noise. I mean, um, Austin Simmons is going to make some noise. I think Jackson Dart's going to make some noise, too. I, yeah. I, I think I think he was missing the trig priest corn presence in the middle, all, all kidding aside. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think – the. Steve, when we broke down Ole Miss's offense and we broke down Lane Kiffin's on a on a three year cycle when he first got to FAU and when he when he um, was leaving FAU to take the Ole Miss job, that's that's how far back we did this. Um, you, you saw his you saw his offense kind of evolve, and I really love a lot of the the RPO packages that he has implemented awesome. in that offense. It's fantastic. I just want to put up this picture. I, know I talked about it last week for Chauncey, but that dude right there looks like he was been in a bunch of hockey fights. <laughs> he has. Yeah, I mean, that hey, looks like you, a hockey player, no doubt. Hey, did you guys see where Barstool ranked Athens as the best college town? For, oh, really? For football. I mean, oh. yeah. Wait, the, the, the two-time defending national champion. Has an exciting game day atmosphere right now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you say that. Okay. That only took 41 years, but okay. <laughs> Shoot, man. That the atmosphere, we won the party every every week. We couldn't win many football. Actually, when I was in college there, we won a lot of games. We just couldn't win the big one. Um, we couldn't beat Florida. I'm excited. We go to Athens, and then Athens comes to Oxford in back-to-back -back years. Thanks, uh, Chauncey. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's that's going to be fun. I miss the Ole Miss Georgia game being an every year thing, and I, I'm actually glad to have it back, even though they're beating the hell out of everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, in 24, you know, it might might tide might turn a little bit there in 24, but like 23, I, I just think this 23 team is loaded. I mean, every team's loaded, but like nobody can stop Brock Bowers. <laughs> nobody is has there an answer for him. Is there a you know? It seems like every team has has a question mark coming to the year. Does Georgia really have a question mark coming to the year, Corey? Quarterback. I, what, I mean, Carson, we, yeah, we Carson don't. Beck, we yeah. don't. I mean, it's yeah. Carson Beck. We know who it is, yeah. but we don't know exactly how he's going to react in a lot of the situations. Like he may. I mean, he may get in that Auburn game and completely. It's at Auburn. He may get in that Auburn game and completely freak out. Like well, we don't uh, know. You think there's any kind of issue with my Bobo, you know, coming in? You think it's just nah. going to be a smooth, smooth? I I, I think scheme wise, it's gonna nothing's really going to change. I mean, I think Bobo put his own twist to it, but I I think part of the part of the thing for Mike Bobo to be hired, he had to stick with Todd Monken's st uh, stuff, which I mean, he he knew it anyway, so he right. probably would want to he probably would want to stick with it. I think it'd be smart to stick with it. So, Mike Bobo is not going to be the issue. Um, I think having a healthy running back could be 
an issue. You know, we have a really fragile group of running backs. Um, they they tend. They, I don't think any of them have hamstrings right now. Um, got to find a receiver. Got to find. Got to find a. Uh, got to find an X receiver because uh, our X receiver decided he was going to try out for uh, Fast and Furious, so he may not be around very long. He might be. Which one was that? Uh, Marcus Rosemey Jackson. Okay. Ad Mitchell transferred. So that's what Chris Marshall even, did, by the way. Yeah. To, I don't even. I don't even know where. I don't even know where he transferred to. I think it was Texas, but. Um, so we got to find a receiver. Uh, like Lad McConkey's a great slot guy, but he's not. He's not going to win a jump ball. Um, Dominic Lovett is going to be a great like Z receiver that can play on the outside and the slot but he's not going to be that true x receiver that you go one-on-one you get you know shield guy off for us on a slant or go go win a jump ball we we're hoping rara thomas can be that guy we're hoping uh jackson meeks can be that guy but we just don't know uh defensively gotta gotta replace keely ringo corner's a little bit easier to replace but gotta replace him and gotta replace christopher smith Okay, I, I'm not going to take you seriously talking about problems that you might have on defense. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying relatively, these are our like he said question marks. Like, sure, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be great because we got five stars after five star after five star. Just the, the question you know. is, will we make an A plus or is it just an A minus defense? Right. I mean, <laughs> at our at our uh, boundary corner spot is probably going to be an A minus. You know, he might get beat one or two more times than Keely Ringo would have. You know, that's that's the difference. I mean, our, yeah, twelve wins is twelve, eleven, twelve wins is is. I mean, if we if we lose a game, it's going to be disappointing with this roster. Honestly, and like, with that schedule, it'd be disappointing. With that, yeah, that's what I meant. With the schedule, yeah, um, yeah. The, the schedule just sets up really, really nicely for us. So, I mean, it, I had to struggle to come up with those question marks, but yeah, yeah. You know. Your your two worst games are back to back. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ole Miss and then Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then two weeks later we get Georgia. Te- well, actually, we get. Wait, 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 wait. There's another situation. Don't, 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 don't finish yeah. that. No. Come on, Corey. Come on. And then between that, we got Mercer, man. This is like Georgia State <laughs> I mean... Championship. No. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I, I love it. No, we do have Kentucky at home. Uh, I, I love that one. Uh, Devin Leary's might be the best quarterback in the conference. Um, uh, I mean, in all seriousness, Georgia Tech is going to be a little bit better. They still won't be able to stop anybody. On defense, but they're going to score a hell of a lot of points, um, at okay. least in the ACC schedule. Okay, they 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 might put up forty two against y'all, but y'all still put up about seventy on them. So I mean, I mean yeah, just, we'll we'll put up a hundred on, on yeah because uh, they 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 still don't play defense over there. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, the at Auburn game scares me a little bit, not much, but like just that I mean, atmosphere can be tricky for for a new quarterback. Uh, South Carolina coming in, we get them early at home, so that game's not as scary as it would have been uh, on the on the uh, if it was in Columbia, because Columbia is like the hell's waiting room. I did find it there last year. Well, yeah, of course. But (laughs) (laughs) hey, anybody wants some? If you want a straws, there's one coach that actually figured out Kirby Smart's defense when he was at Alabama, and that was Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Yeah, there's there's a straw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm definitely grasping at straw, Stacy, to answer this mm-hmm. question. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to come up with things. I just can't, I'm having a hard time here. Like I'm, I'm trying okay. to. Yeah, let's do bold predictions. Let's give one prediction 
um, each person. I mean, it has to be bold. bold. It has bold. to be bold prediction. Okay, Georgia will go twelve and zero. Wait, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I will. I will start to show that Jackson Dart will throw for over three thousand yards with thirty touchdowns. Damn, really? All right. Wow, that's a huge bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that have to be about our team? No, it doesn't have to be about your team. That's just an example of what my a bold prediction is I'm thinking of. Okay. Go ahead, Jake. Put, LSU just put a um, reliever in that wears a double XL. Oh, Are they wow. still winning? Yes, they're up 5-2. And if they win, they, Paul Skeens is going to pitch tomorrow. Oh, wow. Which means Wake could be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. If they win that, it'll be an SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Bold prediction, Brock Bowers is going to be a first-round pick. Wait, no. <laughs> I could do one with Tennessee. You were talking earlier about the wide receivers. I actually think Deontay Thornton will end up being our best receiver this year. Okay. I bet you he ends up number one. Interesting. Okay. Transfer from Oregon. Guy's got size and speed. He's good. Kirby might have a migraine one week. Yeah. He probably has a migraine every week the way he screams in the locker room. Um, <laughs> bold prediction, I think Devin Leary will outperform every quarterback in the conference. Good grief. You, you kind of I'm on the jock today, man. Yeah, you are. I, I'm I'm on the uh I'm on the hype train. I did a little <laughs> bit of reading on Devin Leary. I'm on the hype train. I'm buying stock. Uh I would say a bowl prediction for me would be uh Vandy actually makes a bowl game this year. Oh, another bold prediction. Um a reality series comes out in February um on Bravo. With uh, that features Texas A and M all access. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I, I don't know if I'd watch it on Bravo. Um, mm. I, I would watch it on TLC though. Yeah. <laughs> Another bold prediction. I think by week four, you're going to see issues at A and M between the the knocking heads between. Uh, that, that, week that's four. not bold. Yeah, that's probably something that's going to happen. That's like saying, oh, bold prediction. Lane Kiffin is going to say something, is going to troll somebody on social media. Oh, he does that daily. <laughs> exactly. It's not very bold. Um, I, I saw a video. Oh, I'm just going to say real quick. I saw a video today. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it, I think it was like two years old. It's on YouTube, but uh, I've totally forgot about this interview, but Lane Kiffin was was comparing Nick Saban to an ex-girlfriend. I was like, what? I was like, I could go back and watch that. <laughs> it's it's, it's must-see TV. Yeah, yeah. How about this, Steve? Bold prediction. Vandy go, Vandy's going to win six. Yeah, I mean, oh, it, that was that was on yeah, jokes. Yeah. They're going to make a bowl game. They got to win six to make a bowl game, Corey. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love that. Yeah. Vandy <laughs> make a bowl. Did I just space out for a second? Yeah, yeah a little bit. You went Steve on us. Yeah, like, what's going on? <laughs> Spaced out yeah. for a minute. Which one's Steve? Hang on, Jeff. Which one's Steve? Steve? I can't tell. Straight <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Bold prediction. Um, by the end of the year, um, the a top five defensive player will be Suntarian Perkins in the SEC. Who's Suntarian Perkins? True freshman, best yeah, linebacker that, in America. That old man. He's the person I refer to as Suntarian. Hmm. Okay. And the reason is I say Suntarian is because the kid told me it was pronounced Suntarian. Oh. Suntarian. I okay. don't think I'd ever heard his first name. I remember yeah. Perkins it's, it's, LSU, but yeah, I, that's maybe that's why Perkins, nobody yeah. says it. <laughs> yeah. 
Is there, is but make... it is it is spelled Sunterrain, but it is Sunterian. Okay. Is anybody no. is Tennessee going to call their shot uh, on uh, repeating against beating Alabama? Oh yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. We got yeah, Alabama. Yeah. It's, it's Georgia. What we're focusing on this year. Bold okay, prediction. I'm going to I'm going to take the crown and picks again. Uh, I'm going to take it back this year. <laughs> you lost <laughs> last year. I did. That's why I said I'm going to take it back. Yeah. Bold That's prediction, and this is going to piss Jake off. Alabama loses to Texas and goes eight and four. That ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So losing bold, to though. Texas is going to is going to cause a, a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, it's going to they're going to spiral downhill. Well, you're going to have to find a quarterback there, boss. <laughs> no matter, we got rid of our biggest problem. That was Bill Bill Bryan. Bill Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> the NFL. Mm-hmm. South Carolina wins ten, Chauncey. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm wow. going to say they're not because. I'm gonna say Spencer Rattler is gonna have a meltdown. They would have to be either one. They have to be either Tennessee or Georgia to do it. I just don't see them doing it. Bowl prediction: Again. the Jaden Daniels that we see from LSU is the guy that we saw at Arizona State for three years, and the last four games was the Mirage. Mm. So they go with All Nussmeyer, right. who absolutely lit up Georgia's defense. Oh yeah, he he could play. He can play. Uh, he can ball. There's a reason Walker Howard's in Oxford. Yeah. He can he can ball well because uh, Ole Miss is collecting quarterbacks. My goodness, it's the best quarterback room in school history. Mm-hmm. It's not even particularly close. Yeah, I yeah. mean you have like Walker Howard who probably should be starting at LSU. You have Spencer Sanders who was starting at Oklahoma State. You have <laughs> which I think Steve. <laughs> Uh, bold prediction. Yeah, I said Jackson Dart would throw for 3,000 yards and 30 TDs, too. Obviously, being incorrect is not something that I'm worried about on this. Hey, bold prediction, Justice Haynes is in the Heisman talk by, you know, this year. No. <laughs> no, Caleb Williams. Is, uh, okay, going national with this thing, Caleb Williams is going to win back-to-back Heisman. Yeah, I, 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 I probably so. I That's do not, not think – I don't think a running back can be in the discussion for the Heisman. The kid from um, Michigan State didn't even make it to New York, right? Right. Uh, Kenneth yeah. Walker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think Qu- Quinshawn, we're going to promote Quinshawn. We should. He's the best po- best running back in the country. But there's Quinshawn has no chance. Jackson Dart has a better shot than Quinshawn Jackins. I don't yeah. think we'll ever see another defensive player win, win a Heisman either. It's just mm-hmm. it's too hard now. Wasn't Charles yeah. Woodson the last one that did it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Charles, was see, Deuce, Knight's, Deuce Knight was on campus, and Ole Miss is in very good position for the 2025 quarterback to the point where I'd almost say that Ole Miss is going to get him. Wow. Was Charles and he Woodson might be really the, the best. He, he, mm-hmm. he might be the best quarterback in college, in high school football in that class. I like that name. Deuce. Deuce yeah, Knight. that's a good name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ole Miss is he, used to Deuce. Yeah, he goes yeah. to. Uh, Eric Mould's old high school. The deuce is loose. If mm-hmm. anybody remembers Eric Mould's, um, that's oh, yeah. the high school. That's the high school that um, oh. Deuce Knight goes to. Bills. Didn't Eric Mould's play at Wisconsin? No, Eric Mould's played at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I told I he was you. a Buffalo Bill. I know that. But I don't, I yeah, don't know. I remember. Remember the Bills. Oh, I'm thinking of Lee Evans. Lee, Lee Evans. Oh, yes. hey, what? Naturally, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I'm, oh, I'm, th- I'm thinking Bob Maskovitz. What? <laughs> <laughs> they both play for the Bills. Give me some credit. Yeah. Were they on there at the same time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah, have you know, a quarterback. My... They had J.P. Lowe's thrown to him, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, they had, God. Uh, awesome. They, they yeah. might as well have Jeb thrown to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb might be a better accurate quarterback than, than J.P. was. Um, um, Low-key, my favorite uh, wide receiver growing up was um, Josh Reed at LSU. Do y'all remember Josh Reed? I do remember, I remember Josh Reed. He, he was – he was yeah. pretty. He was pretty solid. Also, yeah. a Buffalo Bill. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the. That's what made me think yeah. of it. Well, speaking of uh, Steve, you know you're a Detroit uh, lifelong, lifelong fan. Detroit, been lifelong been fan that way for throughout like three months. Yeah. So with the, with this new alternate helmet, are you going to have to jump on the Lions bandwagon? Because I know I, the Saints I, are faltering. Like, are you gonna are you gonna be a like MCDC like makes it real not, easy, dude. The Saints are not faltering. Remove that from your mind. No, you no, no. I said, I said I was not going to watch next year yeah. if they were going to trot Jameis Winston out again. I wasn't going to do that. They got Derek Carr. So yeah. Derek Carr changed. Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm back on board. I'm curious. I've got NFL Sunday ticket the whole night. Hey man, hey man. Oh, uh, we need you up here in in Detroit, man. Like you got to You got to be a fan, man. You got to jump on board, mm-hmm. man. But I love that blue helmet. That blue helmet blue is gorgeous. Really. Mm-hmm. I got to work uh, on my it, Dan Campbell. Yeah, but um, that, them wearing it with gray jerseys? No, absolutely not. That blue mm-hmm. helmet needs to be worn with white jerseys with blue pants. Wait, what is that all about, Chauncey? I haven't said anything bad about the Saints. Chauncey, I'm not a Titans fan. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a Falcons fan, which well, is worse. Yeah, it is probably worse. It's it's, it's Falcants fan. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Titans fans so bad about the Saints, though. I mean, all day we're probably going to trot out, you know, Will Levis at some point this year, and I'm I'm do not want to see that. You know that you know that meme, you know that meme where like they're like two guys are like I guess in New York and they're just like flicking each other off like creatively for five minutes. That's what yeah. like Falcons fans and Saints fans do when they talk talk crap to each other. Right, that's that's what that is, but yeah, Desmond Ritter is is the future of the franchise. I, I don't really buy it, but uh, Drake London's going to be great. Um, I'm really excited about Jesse Bates and didn't they draft Bijan Robinson? Yeah, they drafted Bijan. I'm really excited about that. Now we need an offensive line to block for him, and we'll be good. Well, well, Artie Smith doing week. a good job. Artie Smith might have had it figured out. They need the throwback red helmets. They do. They that needs yeah. to be the primary helmet. Uh-huh. Michael Vick, yep. They need uh, the Mike, they need to look no, like Michael Steve Vick. Bartkowski out there. Yeah. That's the Michael last time Vick I really watched black. Saints. Mm-hmm. Michael Vick well, was the black helmets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were the black helmets, black jerseys, and and the the silver britches. Yeah, no, Mike Vick, the Mike Vick experience, man, that was that was something else, man. Algie Crumpler, work done. Mike Vick throwing to Roddy White. Man, I saw some highlights from Florida, a Florida State game um, with Southern Miss back when Wark Dunn played, and he scored two touchdowns that he had no business scoring. It was like, man, you forget how good Wark Dunn was in college. Man, he did that I, stuff against really Florida, did. not just Southern Miss. Like, yeah. against Florida, when Florida was loaded up in the mid-'90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when Florida had all those – like, the freak and all those guys, you know? Mm. Dude, he was – like, he would get swallowed up by, like, five people and then all of a sudden he's down he teleports down the sideline like it's it was it was unfair he was a cheat code 
Dude, I really like work done back in the day. I'm assuming I Facebook user done. is um, Wes. I hope so. No. That was his brother, Marcus Vick. His brother. Mm. Got drafted by the Dolphins, actually. Mm-hmm. Fizzled out after like two years. Wasn't Michael Vick's cousin actually Aaron Brooks? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. We had that discussion a few weeks ago, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've heard and, it before. Yeah. And Eric, Eric, Eric Brooks sends my blood pressure up instantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have that smug Jim Hazlitt facial expression there with yeah. Aaron Brooks. Was that the one that threw the backwards pass? Yes. Yes. He threw it backwards 20 yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Deuce got back there and grabbed yeah. it. <laughs> Good God. They run a. Get a Stanford Hail Mary play with that they beat Jacksonville. They go to playoffs in the last game. They do laterals and actually score the touchdown and mm-hmm. then miss the extra point. <laughs> that was a very Saints thing. Hmm. Wow. And one other Saints thing I remember. Uh, it's been kind of kind of a while, but when Reggie Bush was on the team, I remember they threw a little little pass out in the flats to him. He got absolutely rocked by an Eagles defender. I think it was yeah. Brian Dawkins, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the year they won the Super Bowl, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he got no, absolutely. No, that was 06. That was Reggie Bush's rookie year. Yeah. Oh, 06? Was that the rookie year or was that the was year that um, they got beat by the Bears? <laughs> yeah. Chauncey, you're right about that. They, they ended up winning that game, I think. And then it was 06. Um, okay. If they won the game was, and then the Bears took them out, the Bears took them out. But it, it was uh, they, they uh, the, the Eagles, that, that play, yeah, they won that game. That was Reggie Bush's rookie year. I remember, like, Everybody going, God, ooh, welcome to the league, Reggie. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it. Those guys like Brian Dawkins, Ed Reed, uh, Ray Lewis, them guys would get penalized every play for targeting nowadays. The way yeah, they they, get, I mean, they get put in prison now. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And they were headhunters. <laughs> Brian Dawkins, lo- like I hated, I hated the uniform that he wore, but I loved watching him play. Yeah. And, and God rest his soul, Sean Taylor absolutely could not play today. Yeah. No, 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 he was <laughs> he great was a to watch. menace. Yeah, he was a menace back there, dude. Like, you, you saw, you saw that amber. Like, I, I loved it even at Miami. He had that amber visor. Hmm. And my, my biggest memory of him was, uh, in the, uh, in the Florida State game his last year at Miami. It, I mean, it is torrent, like, it's raining so hard. You remember the Bears 49ers game from this year? Oh, yeah, week one, where it was no, like. From this year. They played. They played in. It, they might as well have played in Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. It was raining so hard. Um, that's what that game was like with uh, Florida State and Miami back in '03. Sean Taylor's last year, and uh, he absolutely. I, I don't even know who the receiver was, but he absolutely annihilated him. Uh, mm-hmm. He made like two picks, and you, you just saw this. Am, you would just see this amber visor come screaming into the picture and just <laughs> destroy somebody. It's just mm-hmm. slip and Yeah. And then and, and then slide like thirty yards after he made the tackle. Yeah. And get up and just be completely like brown from head to toe from all the mud. Like this field was chewed up. I mean it it ugh, that was a fun game to watch. You know, real talk, was there has there been any team that's been screwed out of more national championships in football than the Miami Hurricanes? Mm. I don't, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, because they, they that thing in Ohio, Ohio State, they should have won yeah. that one. Because yeah. that was Phantom the best team in my lifetime. 
Uh, no, the year before and, that was the best team in our life. Yeah, that, okay. That was the that was the that was the next year. Like, like if Georgia would have lost in the same fashion, it would have been an exact same example. Like the team was just as loaded, but not quite as loaded as the team before it. Hmm. But still, should have won the national championship. Yeah, but you know, whenever you think, when the reason I bring that Miami thing up, they got screwed out of a game against Notre Dame back in the 80s as well, that if they'd have won that, they'd have played for the national championship. That was the famous Catholics versus Convicts game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a a two-point conversion where – didn't he break the plane and it fumbled? They called it a fumble? No, no, it wasn't a two-point conversion. It was uh, Miami driving down the field, and they threw a pass to Cleveland Gary, and he stretched his arm out, and he was down. And then when the ball hit the ground, it kind of wiggled loose. Um, but they ruled it actually a fumble. But the only two yeah, things that actually could have been was down been. or incomplete. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew it was a fumble when it shouldn't have been. I couldn't remember what the exact situation was. And, and Jimmy Johnson should be put in prison for putting wide receivers on a three-point stance. <laughs> <laughs> he had perfect hair, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I can't imagine Sean Taylor and Ed Reed were on the same team. Yeah. Dang. Um. Just wrap your mind around that. For, for Sean Taylor and I are the same age, or w- w- would be the same age if he was still alive. Like I would like if I'd have been an elite high school recruit, I would have been in the same class as Sean Taylor. I feel like Sean. I feel like Sean Taylor and uh, Steve McNair are both guys who was taken too soon. I also would have, yeah. I also would have been in Vince Young's recruiting class. I went on a um, football visit with um, Peyton Manning. Um, I was just I got football tickets to where you know the, get the tickets for your high school and just go see a game. Did that, so I went up and did that. Nobody paid attention to me. There was this huge crowd, like peanuts, just following Peyton Manning around everywhere he went. You mean the think, neck about this tall? No. Yeah. Um, He's not talking about Davis Mills. I think that was um, (laughs) – yeah, Peyton Peyton has the forehead. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, you can project a movie on it, yeah. Yeah. You you can watch Avatar at um, IMAX on his forehead. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think that was the Georgia game, if I remember correctly, that was the Georgia game where Eric Zire almost just got killed. You're going to have to narrow it down a little bit. (laughs) The Georgia game where Eric Zire almost got killed. Yeah. Well, no, Ole Miss, they played Ole Miss. It was the Ole Miss game. It was like 93. <laughs> That's every game on Georgia's schedule. Mm. <laughs> Eric Zyre almost died. <laughs> yeah, oh, my. <laughs> but Ole Miss ended up winning that game. They had, they, had a per, they had a pretty salty defense. They just couldn't beat Alabama at that point. It was pretty sad that when he got to the Browns, he was relieved that he had finally had pass protection. <laughs> yeah. I, I, lo- I loved Eric Zyre. He, he – he was like oh, a completely was... different football player um, in that era. Yeah. I mean, he that was, was the Heath Schuler time. times. Yeah. Heath Schuler, uh, Doug, Doug Johnson. Um, Travis Barker. Isn't that who, isn't that who uh, Alabama's quarterback was? No, it's Jay Barker. That was not Jay Barker. Too. Jay Barker. Travis, who, who the, Travis Barker is the drummer for Blink 182. Wait. <laughs> hey, who did Jay Barker? Close enough. Mary, yeah. that they got the restraining order against him. It's like uh, co- some country star, I think. Oh yeah, Sarah Evans. Yeah, yeah. Jay Barker married Sarah Evans. I can't. 
My goodness. Suds in the bucket and clothes hanging out on the line. Yeah, man. Sarah Evans was my girl. Suds back in the, in the bucket day. And, and I'm giving you a restraining order. Yeah, not Jay Barker. Stay out of my a way. Restraining order. He, he didn't put enough suds food. in the bucket. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, and then Sam Hunt played football at UAB. Played quarterback. Who is Sam Hunt? Country star. Yeah. No. Played at UAB, yep. Played at UAB, threw, threw passes to Roddy White. Roddy White. Yep. Should be interesting. We've had a really nice night streaming, by the way, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, by the way. By the by way, the by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Decent stream tonight. Now, granted, we're on like, we've, we're finally stretching out to the number of channels we're going to be on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, pretty good. They're all here to see Steve. <laughs> Actually, yeah. um, a lot of Tide Talk on there. Yeah. They're all here to see Tide Jake. Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Hey. Hey, we all know if it's owned in Birmingham and it's about football, they watch. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I had a pretty good day on my Believe in Georgia Dogs show that I released this morning. Cassie got to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I discovered a – She's probably like. She she definitely is, and I definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah, so I had – let's see. uh, 165 – views so far today nice and i premiered it at 7 a.m central time today Corey stacy's request is this <laughs> what's that oh boy never mention sam hunt's name again please i'm just mm-hmm. mentioning that he's a country star that played football somewhere in the state of somewhere in the state of alabama <laughs> that's all i didn't say i like sam hunt i didn't say that's i was a fan all, of that- his music that I just is said all he played that I'm willing to mention. Yeah, I just said he played football at, at UAB. That's it. That is it. I hear my echo, too. Oh. I'm here to see Jeb and his glorious beard. Voice of God is... Uh, the voice of God has chimed in. She's the keyboard Still awake. of God. To me. Something must be wrong. Where does... Ch- where does Ken Dorsey rank all-time college football quarterback list? Right next to Danny Werfel. He's uh, speaking of Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Ken Dorsey, yeah, he's a decent, de- de- decent offensive coordinator. Yeah, he threw a hell of a tantrum too. I love hearing the delay. I love hearing my voice and yeah. hearing my voice again. Sorry. Jeez, chap. Jake, whatever the hell your name is. Yeah. <laughs> I went over there. Right? Yeah. Jeb's like, I didn't Google anything. <laughs> All right, Corey. Uh, just so everybody knows, a little bit later on this week, I think we're going to release it on Friday. LSU just beat Wake tonight, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, so Paul Skeens is going to get his opportunity to go back and get them to play Florida in the College World Series final. Yeah, definitely uh, not rooting for Florida in that one. Sorry, Gators. Yeah, but we're we're about to get off here and start to record our 1923 rewatch of episode Ooh, 1 yeah, that's, that's going to fun, release yeah. on Friday. Yeah, please 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 check that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to so be a lot of fun. It's a great series. I'm it, obviously I'm in episode 1 already. Um I'm excited to kind of see what happens next even though it kind of moves slowly and I lost focus occasionally. 
I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I've probably watched that show more times than anybody else in the world. I mean, I like what I like. I said what I said. Um, and then three people that have not seen it. What's up, Cass? So it should be fun because those perspectives are interesting. This is a uh, this is a, this is a great adventure for you, Steve. So yeah, it should be. We're gonna fun. we're gonna get to that though. So it is not it is nine o'clock. We are SEC After Dark presented by Dead Soxy and BetOnline.ag. You can find us well just about everywhere now. Um, if you look at our streaming list, we you can find us on Jake's channel, Tide Talk Live. You can find us on my channel, Believe in Georgia Dogs, or just Believe in Dogs. If you want to follow us on social media at SEC After Dark. Uh, you can also find Steve locked on Ole Miss. Um, he's breaking records over there. Uh, King Troll, apparently. Uh, and uh, you can find Jeb if you lost, in case you lost the plot. Eventually, he'll record one. Um, we'll see. Any day. Uh, episode one. I can't wait. Out. Episode one's going to come out when, Jeb? That has yet to be determined. TBD. <laughs> TBD. Okay, TBD. So TBD. just be on the lookout for it. Hey, what you need to do is go ahead and subscribe. Go and hit that bell notification so when, when Jeb does release an episode, it notifies you and says, hey. Wait, before we do anything, um, I do want to, like this. Oh. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. We got to get, get the layout here. Hold up. That's a, that's a oh. oh. That's a good Wait, there, there it is. Is that, is that going to be the layout, though? Nah. Uh, it'll be it'll it'll be the full screen. Um, it's not showing up because it auto corrects. But yeah, if you look at what it looks like, it'll 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 kind of look like that. It, it should be fun. That's, uh, that's gonna be really really fun. Did you yeah. have to be wearing a Chicago jersey? I just it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, you're. <laughs> Good night, Stacy. Good night, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yes, join us Friday uh, for our recap of episode one of 1923 on Paramount Plus. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but until then, we hope you have a great day. Continue to continue to uh, watch our channel. Continue to tell your friends. Get us as many views as many friends on board on the After Dark channel. We are off the rails. We are off the beaten path here. If you like conventional podcast about conventional SEC talk, we're probably not the show for you, but that's our perspective. We go off the rails. We offer unique perspectives. That's where we are valued. Plus, we have other shows like the one you're going to see Friday, the one you're eventually going to see from Jeb, and then, of course, the movie reviews that, that we're going to do along the way. Steve just did one on The Flash. Um, there's going to be more to come there. You're going to have uh, Twilight Zone podcast. Derek Vandegrift is going to do an old Miss baseball podcast, I believe. And uh, there's going to be, we're going to keep adding to this channel. Like After Dark might become a legit network before too long. So um, the next episode of Believe in Georgia Dogs, watch it, look at the background, and let me know if you see something that looks familiar. And I'll leave the viewers with that. So we are SEC After Dark. We'll see you back here next week. We'll see. We'll hopefully see you here Friday for our review of the nineteen twenty of the show nineteen twenty three. But until then, you guys know the drill, man. Go dogs. Howdy, Todd. Go Todd. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.